Hello, this is Mike McDivitt, Interim Pastor of the New Hope Baptist Church, December the 5th, and uh, we're going to be here in Deuteronomy chapter 31. Deuteronomy 31, just a few days till Christmas, isn't it? That's really something. This year's about gone. Been a tough year. Some of you are about ready for two, two, 2020 to be gone, aren't you? I am. <laughs> Let's pray next year's a little bit easier. Huh? And in light of that, we're going to be in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 6 to start with. And the subject today is going to be, God is what we need in these times. He really is. Many of us, we uh, rely on uh, ourselves. We rely on other people. Maybe we rely on politics or this government, or we rely on a lot of things. But all those things can fail you, my friend. Every one of them. But the one thing that can't fail you is God. And we really need God in these times, my friend. Deuteronomy chapter 31 and verse 6. It says, Be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, He it is, that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Let's pray. Dear Father, thank for this day that you have given us, Lord. And I pray, Father, you will do what I cannot do, Lord, and show us what you would have for us in your word today to take care of the needs that we have and angst that a lot of us have these days, Father. And we just thank you for all the blessings you've given us also. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Uh, right here in the very first verse we, we're reading here, that God will walk with us, He goes with us, He will not forsake you. Isn't that something? God is with you. After you got saved, before you got saved, apparently God's pursuing you. He said the only reason you won Him is because He drew you to Him. He pursued you. And He loves you. And God walks with you through these times. He really is. Whether he feels like it sometimes or not, um, he is walking with you. Joshua chapter 1, just a few pages from Deuteronomy chapter 31. A few pages over in Joshua chapter 1 and verse 9. Joshua 1 and verse 9. It says, I have commanded thee, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Remember, at this time, Moses had just died, and Joshua was put in, was put in charge of Israel, a whole nation. And I tell you, without God, I probably couldn't have handled that. But God was walking with Joshua, and it was funny there. He said, I command you. Not to be afraid. Can you imagine that? If a general came up to his people and said, you know what, I'm commanding you guys not to be afraid. <laughs> Difference is, this is God, not a general, isn't it? And he commanded him, I want you to be afraid or be dismayed. And he was to have good courage and, uh, and to lead his people with God's strength. In the chore that they were about to do, which is to take the land that was promised to them. Isn't that something? Did it take? You think that order took? Well, let's let's look real quick before they, we leave this 
this uh, thought of that God goes with you and he doesn't forsake you. And even really in commanding Joshua, I think he really tells us we're not supposed to be afraid. Fear is not from the Lord. And we'll see that a little later. Let's see if it took in Joshua's life. Joshua chapter 24 and verse 15. And it says, And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord. This is Joshua talking now. Choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were in the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I think it took. I think it took. He said, don't be afraid. And not only to his enemies, he now he's looking at his people and saying, hey, I don't know who you guys are going to choose right now. Uncertain to him, apparently, at this time, what was all going to happen there as far as their actions and reactions was going to go. But Joshua said, no matter what you do, my friends, I am going to serve the Lord. Period. And I think that's what we need to keep in mind. I don't care what way this country... I do care what way the country goes. Don't get me wrong. I do care. I pray... I witness to people. I work towards helping this country to get back on track in my part of the world. <laughs> Telling people how to be saved and preaching the gospel and, and uh, working for the Lord in this world for His glory. That's our job. But no matter what people choose, if they choose not to serve the Lord, you've witnessed to them, you did what you could, you prayed, and you were doing God's work. You need to stick it. Stick with God, rather. Stick right in the in the in the the foundation that God has given you in the gospel of Jesus Christ and serve God no matter what. And like Joshua here, when people maybe start going on the other side, we don't cave to peer pressure, do we? We put our feet down and say, you know what? It's for me and my house. We're going to serve the Lord. I'm not afraid. Because he said in, in Deuteronomy that, that Joshua said, or God said to Joshua, uh, I don't, I'm not going to forsake you. I'm going to walk with you. And I'm commanding you not to be afraid. And it seems like Joshua took, didn't it? I think it did. It stuck in his character. What a wonderful thing. We're going to go to we got this 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 thought of, of of God will not forsake you and and be of good courage and God is with you and a command really not to be afraid and He will not fail you. Second Corinthians going into the New Testament, Second Corinthians chapter one. And this thought of God is what we need. He we don't He will not forsake you and He will walk with you. He will not fail you. Second Corinthians chapter one. In verse 3 and 4. And there's these times that we have today. First Corinthians, 2 Corinthians rather 1 verse 3 and 4. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them, which are in any trouble by comfort, wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. 
along with this, God will not forsake you, and, and that uh, God says to have courage, and that he will not fail you. God will also comfort us, and in turn we'll be able, with his comfort, to comfort other people. Our world needs comfort today, my friend. We need to point them to God and that He walks with us and that He is the answer. and He will not fail you even if everything else and everybody else does. God will not fail you. And in that we find comfort. And when we really know that comfort of God, we can convey that. People will notice that, my friend. They really will. Are you sure of what you believe in? Because people are watching. It isn't just that you say you believe in something. Not at all. It's that you live it. Your average person in this country will not read the Bible ever in their entire life unless they get saved. Some of the people that are saved don't even read it like we should, huh? But the only thing that they're going to read is your life sometimes. And in that, they can find comfort in salvation. What a responsibility you have, don't you? What a responsibility. So God will not forsake us. God will not fail us. God will comfort us. He is the absolute, true comfort we have in this life. Psalm chapter 31. Psalm chapter 31 and verse 20. Four. And this idea of what we need, God is what we need in these times. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. All ye that hope in the Lord. God is our strength and our hope. These days we need both, don't we? We really do need both. What helps us to have strength? Well, of course, what helps us to have strength is our hope in Lord and in heaven, in our eternal security, our hope. This world needs hope. It really does. Because it thinks it can find it in all the comforts that it provides or all the promises that it makes. And I'm going to tell you something. There is no hope in that because that can come and go. It sure can. I've had jobs where they said, we haven't laid off in 50 years. I had a job one time said, and you know what happened? Within six months, I was laid off. Hope isn't in this world, my friend. It can fail you, but God will not fail you. God is a God of comfort. God will not forsake you. He will not fail you. He will walk with you. God is a God of comfort. And God is a God of strength and hope. Remarkable. 1 Corinthians verse 16 and verse 13. 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Watch ye, stand fast in faith. Quit you like men and be strong. I'm telling you. Faith is the, 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 you know, there's, 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 there's other um, ways of describing faith, but I've said it before, but this little girl that I've heard about the one time about how she had said to believe God. I like that. I like that. 
So this faith that it's talking about here, stand fast in your faith. Stand fast in believing in God, in other words. That's what we need. And in this, it brings to you and I strength and courage to believe God, to have that faith. Do you believe God can do what you need to have done in your life? I think He can. I think He can. Well, we're running out of time here. 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1. And we're going to look in verse 7. 2 Timothy 1 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I tell you what, God's gift to you is courage and not fear, you know. He's not giving you the spirit of fear, power. He's giving you love. He's giving you a sound mind. He's giving you. I know we mentioned this verse a week or so ago. But that's the gifts he's giving you. Fear is not from God. It is not. Some of the most mighty men of God I've ever heard of, bad things were happening to them. God gifted them with the spirit of courage in the middle of a part time. I mean, in jails and and in torture, and in all kinds of terrible things in this world, God gives you not fear, but courage, and, and, and He gives you power, a sound mind, He gives you love, that's His gifts, not fear, my friend, not fear. We're not going to turn there, because we're running out of time, but John fourteen twenty seven says, God gives us peace, and not fear. God is the God of peace, He sure is. We're not going to turn there again. We're running out of time. But Psalm chapter 27 and verse 14. God, uh, be of good courage, it says. And wait on the Lord. God will give you strength. God is a God of strength. So right here in these three small verses, God does not give you fear. He's not the God of fear. He gives you peace and he gives you strength. That's what God gives you. That's what God gives you. We're going to turn here, back here to Psalm chapter 23. Now, you know Psalm chapter 23, don't you? Sure. It's a verse that occurred, or the whole book. Not very many uh, verses in this little book. And I think we even read this a couple, maybe one or two sermons ago. We're not reading the whole thing. But in Psalm chapter 23, the shepherd's psalm, one of Spurgeon's favorite psalms, had his wife reading it to him on his deathbed. Psalm chapter 23 and verse 4. It says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, and thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Even in death, God can abate the fear we have. Something we've never crossed before, is it? For he walks with us not only in life, but at the end of this old life. He walks with us on the last journey we're going to make in this old world. And that's the journey past this life and into heaven. I tell you, I've been at the side of a deathbed where just watch the person go into the next world. And I, I tell you, she happened to be a Christian woman. 
and and it, although it was hard, um, and I know for the family, but very, uh, very comforting in knowing where she was going when she closed her eyes in death. Guess where she opened them? In heaven. I'm telling you. I don't know how non-Christians do it. There are two places where there are no atheists, my friend. Heaven and hell. And I tell you how, how hard it is when I know someone has passed away that I'm not sure about their uh, salvation experience. And all you can do is hope that before they died, they had come to know the Lord. I've seen, I've talked to some people, it was almost like, um, almost, uh, well, they deserve to go to hell. Well, you don't want to say that, my friend. You don't want to say that. In death, I tell you what, I want them to, to be in heaven. But in our death, not only is he God, not of God of fear, he's a God of peace. He's a God of strength. He's a God of faith. He's the God of hope and strength. He's the God of comfort. Right? He won't forsake you. This God will not fail you. He's the God of courage. But He's the God that's going to walk with you at the end when we come to see Him if the Lord doesn't come first. One more. One more set of verses, my friend Mark. Mark chapter 6, if you would. Mark chapter 6, last set of verses. I know we did some turning today. Mark chapter 6. And verse 49 and 50. Mark 6, 49 and 50. But when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit and cried out, for they all saw him and were troubled. And immediately... He troubled, or in, and immediately, and excuse me, let me read that over again. For they all saw him and were troubled, and immediately he talked with them and said unto them, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And he went unto them into the ship, and the wind ceased, and they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure and wondered. For they considered not the miracles of the loaves, and their heart was hardened. Did you imagine? Did you imagine? The, when I look at this, I think of it. As I understand who Jesus really was, the Son of the living God, and the one that can calm the sea, and the one here that walked on the water is sufficient for all the little needs that I have in this life. Everything that I go through, that he's walking with me through my life, he can handle it. And if I walk with him, he can give me that courage to walk with it, with him through it rather. He can give me the strength, the peace, the hope, the faith to believe in Him that He can handle it. He's the same God, remember. In John 1, 
In the beginning was the Word, which is Jesus Christ there. The Word is Jesus Christ. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. With God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made. It was made. He made everything. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, God Himself, the Holy Spirit, God, the God that created all this, the God that can do anything. I tell you, He can handle our life's problems and show us what we need to have in this life. He really can. What a God He is. Isn't that comforting? Comfort that He can convey to us. And not just something fake, but down deep in our hearts. I tell you what, God is what we need in these times. How do you get close to Him? I tell you what, read this Bible we've been reading from. It's the living Word. It's the Word of God, and it can really bring not only comfort to you, and strength, and hope, and faith, and all these traits that we talked about, but it'll teach us who God is and what He wants in our lives. And we read about Jesus Christ. He's the conveyor of God to us to understand who God is. He's the revealer of God. I tell you. And in our prayers, He can answer those, those prayers. And as we learn of Him, the more you learn of Him, I should say, the more you're going to understand is not only God is what we need in these times, that although the other things are blessings and He can help us in those things, but God is all you need. Everything else is a blessing. It really is. He's the answer this world's looking for. Well, let's have a word of prayer, my friend. Dear Fathers, thank for the stay you've given us. Lord, thank you for your word that you have spoken to our hearts as we've read it. And although this speaker is a stammering lips of clay that uh, f- uh, f- will, will fumble and mumble and, and a misstate sometimes and have to reread and everything else, as we read your word, it is the perfect word of God and it will reach into our hearts and meet our need. We thank you for all that you've done for us this week, Lord. And I pray, dear Lord, that you will help us as we go into this world. We will tell some poor lost soul about you. And thank you for all that you've done for us this week, Lord. In Jesus' precious holy name, I pray. We love you, Lord. Amen. Well, my friend, I hope you have a good week. And I hope you get to church tomorrow. Have a good Sunday. And I tell you, tell some poor lost soul about him, right? I think so. God is all you need. Show them God is what they need, would you? All right, my friend. You guys have a good weekend. God bless you.